And so praise the Lord. I want to open up here in reading in the Romans chapter, Romans chapter 8. Hallelujah. We know the scriptures well, but I want to read it to you because it's part of the teaching today that God has seen beyond our faults and he sees our needs. And it's in Romans chapter 8. Let's start in verse 37. It says, yet in all things we are more than conquerors, amen? We could stop there, and we already got the victory, amen? It says, yet in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Verse 38, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Amen? Amen. Which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so I've heard that scripture, and I've read it many times, and I thank God for that scripture. But I want you to be reminded, saints, that God says nothing will separate us from his love. Nothing. God says things that are present and things, and things to come. So we know things are going to come into our lives, amen? Situation is going to come into our lives. But God says, look, I wrote this scripture out because I want to let you know something. Things are going to come. But I want to let you know that nothing will separate you from the love that I have for you that came through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so what is our victory here? Our victory is here that no matter what faults are in our lives, and we're going to talk about that, that it will not separate us from God. It cannot stop God from getting to us. Amen. And we're going to give a little illustration here on how Jesus sees that and what he came for. Because truly Jesus is the need. He is what we need. I've come to understand that, that he is everything that I need. And when he shows up, listen, when he shows up with that need, there is no other need you need. Because the light takes away any darkness or anything that is not of God. Amen. And so God wants us to know that in, in Romans 8, 37 and 39, nothing will separate us from the love of God. Because why? Because we are already more than conquerors. See, God didn't say nothing will separate us because we are conquerors. He goes, look, I'm just going to let you right now, right, I'm going to let you know right now, you are a conqueror, so nothing can separate you from me, God is saying. He wrote that down. God wrote that down. And God watches over his word to perform it. God watches over his word to make it come to pass. So he says, look, I'm not going to put more than conquerors after verse 39. I'm going to put it before verse 39 because I want you to know something. Before we start anything, you are more than conquerors. Yeah, but Lord, you don't know about these things in my life. You are more than conquerors. Yeah, but you don't know about the principalities that are coming after me. You are more than overcomers. You don't know about the things I've been through. You are more than overcomers. No things present, no how, how high it can go or how low it can go. God says you are more than an overcomer You and you are a conqueror and you need to know this. And so we know this and so in Jeremiah, listen to this, what God says he's going to do. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 13, verse 17 he says, for I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds. And so the wound, that word wounds means, it means hurt, it means trauma, and it means pain. So God is reminding us today, nothing will separate us from his love. Nothing is going to pull us away from his love. But I truly believe that God is coming on the scene into our lives because the things that we've been asking God to get out of our lives, the things we know that shouldn't be part of our lives, I believe God is going to come and he's going to remove those things because he said in Jeremiah 30 verse 17 that I will restore, I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, saints. So be encouraged right now that God is on the move and guess what he's moving towards you 
God is on the move and he's moving towards you. And nothing can stop the spirit of God when he comes to you. Nothing. He created, he created everything. How can anything stop him? He created it. When he says move, it has to move. When he told that Red Sea to part, it had to part because he created it. So God is saying, look, I'm coming on the scene. I'm coming to you. Get ready because I'm about to do something to you. He's, we're, gonna be G, we're going to be saints. We're going to be a reflectant of Jesus on this earth. And God is going to do the work. Amen. And you're going to say, well, how can I be a reflection of Jesus? Let God be God. And God said, and God keeps, and God reminds us, he reminds us in Luke, he told us that, you know, these, these signs will follow them who believe, amen. They'll speak in tongues, they'll lay hands on the sick, they shall recover, they'll cast out devils. And then he goes on to say in that last verse, but nothing will hurt you. So God, get, God says, go ahead and speak up about me because nothing will hurt you. They may say things about you. They may threaten you, but God says, nothing's going to hurt you. And so we're coming into a time now where God wants us to start speaking up and declare what God says. Amen. And God says he gives us life eternal. God says that his blessings are without repentance. And he does not take away the gifts that he gives us, saints, the gifts are without repentance. And God wants us to know right now, saints, that he's getting ready. He's all, I know he's already moving, but we're going to start seeing the manifestation of the power of God. Amen. And so God says that in Jeremiah 30, verse 17, I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds. Amen. And so today, and so this worship that came forth that God spoke about that he saw, he saw beyond our faults and saw our need. Amen. And we all have faults. Amen. I'll raise hand for everybody. We all got faults. Amen. And so some of those faults, I mean, there's a lot of things there, but I'm just going to, I'm going to read a couple of them are that are, are faults. And a couple of them are and that word actually fault means blame. Come on, how many times the enemy's blaming us? He's accusing us, amen? And it means blame. That word fault means blame. It means a defect. It means imperfectness, imperfection. That means you're not perfect, you'd say. It means transgressions. It means mistakes we have done. Now, come on, I'm going to raise my hand all the time. I'm making all, I make all kinds of mistakes, amen? And, and sometimes we're focusing so much on that spirit on those things, saints, but Jesus has made us free and he has rescued us. Amen. Saints, God is saying to you this day, I see no blame in you. I see no blame in you. God is saying, I see no faults in you. God is saying, you say, yeah, but brother, I don't know if, if you see what I see, but God doesn't see that. And I want to see with the eyes of God. So God says, I see no, I see, I see no blame in you, no faults. Now he's saying, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Act like you are free. Act like God has got your front and rear guard. Amen. We all have faults. Amen. But Jesus looked beyond our faults and he saw our needs. Faults are what we see in us. Come on. I mean, every time, you know, God tells me he's, he's going to bless my life and do this, I receive it. But then in the back of me, I'm saying, but Lord, what about what I said? What about what I've done? How about when I didn't give to you or I didn't speak to somebody when you told me? And that's how the enemy is. He tries to muffle what God is saying. But God is saying, look, I'm looking beyond that. I want you to see that I've seen your needs. And so, and so, in the, so, so these faults that we have, and we, we need to stop focusing on our faults, which are guilt, pride, fear, hate, anger, unforgiveness. Amen. Come on. There's a lot of them there. And there's stuff there that I'm not, I'm not even reading here that we know in our personal lives. But God is saying... 
I'm speaking these things out to show you that they're there. And I know they're there, God is saying. But I'm looking beyond that, God is saying. Because I know those things are temporal. Amen? And so, saints of God, we, can't, we cannot loosen ourselves from these things. We can't. No matter how hard we try, no matter how hard we resist, we cannot loosen ourselves from these faults. We can't. But I got a good word for you. The only one who is faultless can set us free. And that's Jesus. He is faultless, saints, because the word of God says he's faultless. And now he dwells in us. And so the Bible says, and so only the one who is faultless can set us free. And that's Jesus. That's my Jesus. Only my Jesus can set us free. And Luke chapter 23, verse 4, it says, So Pilate said to the chief priests and to the crowd, speaking of Jesus, I find no fault in this man. There is no fault in Jesus. And in verse 14 of that same chapter, it says, I have found no fault in this man concerning those things which you have accused him. So we can't, he's not even being accused. The enemy can't even accuse him. And that word, that, so, so here's our faults, guilt, shame, pride, unforgiveness. But Jesus is faultless. So faultless is innocent, blameless, and guiltless. And that is in you now. That is what God sees now. He sees you're innocent. He sees you're blameless. And he sees you're guiltless because of Jesus. That's why he does what he does for you. When we don't deserve it, he does it anyway because that's what he sees in us. The only one who created us is the one that can meet our needs. I wasn't in the world too long. My wife, both my, my wife and myself, we accepted Jesus when we were 19, 20. Young, we were real young, so there was stuff in our lives, but not that much, right? And so, at least I didn't think there was. It probably, it probably was. But the only one who created us can meet those needs. So I've come to realize over the years of serving God, truly he does meet what I need. And it's not just the material needs, saints. How about a good night's sleep? How about a healthy body? How about a good appetite? You know, I like the, the steaks and all that mashed potato. How about that? He meets our needs. He lets us see the good things. Great, you know, taste and see how good God is. And so God here, the only one who created us, he's the only one that can meet our needs because he is faultless. We become, listen to this, saying, you may say, oh, that's too deep, brother. But I'm going to pass this up with, I'm going to, I'm going to back this up with scripture. It says that because Listen, the only one who can create, the only one who, though only the one who created us can meet our needs because he, because he is faultless, we become faultless. The Bible says it. We become faultless in his eyes. Be holy for I am holy. First Peter chapter one, verse six. God says that. Be holy for I am holy. Well, years ago, the Lord gave me a revelation on that. He says, because I am holy and I dwell in you, now you're holy. Be holy, God says, because I'm holy and I'm in you. 
And so now you can live a life you're supposed to live because I'm in you and I'm holy. Sometimes we think holy is never making a mistake, and that's not what holy means. Holy means to be blameless before God's eyes, and that's where we are with God. God goes, look, be holy for I'm holy. What did, they, what did they say about Jesus? I find no fault in him. Jesus was blameless. There's no fault in God. God is perfect, saints. And God says, now I dwell in you, so be holy for I'm holy. Now that I dwell in you, I will make you live a holy life. I will show you how to live a holy life and so God is saying to us right now that he saw beyond those faults and he saw the need that we have and in Psalms 139 God wants you to be reminded Psalms 139 verse 14 he says I praise you for I'm what fearfully and wonderfully made hallelujah that sounds like perfection not imperfection to me and so God is saying look I made you perfect I made you wonderful and that's how you're supposed to see yourself God didn't say if you follow my laws, you'll be perfect. God didn't say, if you do what I tell you to do, you'll be perfect. God said, I already made you perfect. And that's how I see you. But all of us know that there's things in our lives that need to be cleaned up, right? We all know that, right? But God says, I'm in the working. But while I'm working in you, you keep seeking me. Don't pull back. Keep seeking me. Sometimes we think, says, listen to this. Sometimes we think when we mess up, that we're not worthy, so we got to pull back until we're ready. I tell you, you do that, and you will never come back. There's times in, in, in all of our lives, and, and I'll, just give you a, I'll just give you an example. There's, in all of our lives, we make mistakes. Come on, saints. We want to do better. And I thank God that we know what's not of God and what is of God. And so there's, there's times where, where I'm, I'm believing God. I said, Lord, I've asked you to do this in my life. I asked you to change this in my life. I asked you to, to deliver me from attitude or, or wrong thinking, right? Or desiring things I'm not supposed to have. But then some, I said, Lord, sometimes I still say those things or I still act that way. And Lord, I just asked you a couple days ago to take that from me. How come I still have it? And then, and then, and then I pray and ask God to set me free. I, I pray and I say, God, Lord, you said that, that uh, I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. All things become new, right? And, I, Lord, and Lord, you said the blood of Jesus covers me and protects me from all unrighteousness if I confess it before you, right? So I'm praying these prayers that I've learned, right? A week later, I'm acting the same way or doing the same thing. I said, Lord, I repent. Forgive me. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. And then I started saying to God, I said, Lord, I'm asking you to do this, but how come I'm still doing this? How come I'm still acting like this or thinking those things or want to do those things, right? And, and I, go, maybe, I go, maybe I, I'm not going to even say your words anymore because they don't seem to work, right? Come on. You, you don't, I, I know we all think like that. Come on. We feel like not saying his words anymore because the enemy tells you, you're just a hypocrite. You keep doing it and then you keep praying. But God said it's the prayers that are keeping you. Not that God is condoning what you're doing. Not that it's okay that you're doing it. But every time you pray, it, you're increasing more and more and more. The word is becoming more and more a part of your life. I want more of the word than more of the world in me. And in order to get more of the word in me, I have to speak it. And sometimes we don't speak it until we, get, we have a need or a situation arises. When everything's good, we really, don't, we really don't speak the word as much. But a situation comes, bills, house payment, whatever the situation is, and we're believing God for a miracle, that's when we start praying the word. That's when we become strong. So I'm encouraging you, saints, right now, that if you feel that you're continually making a mistake, just keep speaking the word. Just keep speaking the word because eventually it's going to come to pass. But don't stop and pull back and say, well, you know, I've been doing this for months and sometimes years and still I don't see a change. Maybe the word's not working. Maybe God's not hearing me. Maybe it's not right. Who, who do you think is telling you that? God? 
God says that he is faithful to forgive you and cleanse you immediately. So what's the situation? Keep pressing in. Don't ever stop pressing in, saints, because God says you're perfect and you're wonderfully made. Amen? So praise the Lord for that. So perfect love casts out all fear. That's what the word of God says. Perfect love casts out all fear. It casts out hate. It casts out guilt. It casts out anger, unforgiveness. Jesus is love, saints. Jesus has all made a way and he is our way maker who the sun sets free is free you can say you can say to this mountain because of what jesus did for you you can say to this mountain of guilt pain anger unforgiveness you can say to this mountain go and it will be removed god is saying but and you can say be cut out and it will go in jesus name light overcomes darkness saints light when the light of god shows up which is his word, because Jesus was the light and he's the word. When the word of God is spoken, the light shows up and the darkness must flee in Jesus' name. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. God is talking to you. He goes, Arise and shine, for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you it's in you right now so when you speak the word which is light it's going to remove darkness god says to choose life and reject and push back and command darkness to leave we got to do something saints we got to speak something greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world the saints the great i am is in you and the great i am is with you god is with you all the time saints wherever you go Romans chapter 7, verse 24 and 25. This is Paul speaking. He said, oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Come on, saints, we all know about that. The body of this pride, this guilt, this anger, this unforgiveness, this shame. But I love verse 25. He says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So there's your key to your victory, saints. Whatever this body wants that is not of God, Jesus himself is the answer to set you free. And his name is more powerful than any sickness, any disease, any hate, any unforgiveness. When you speak the name of Jesus, things happen. But I thank God that in Romans, 20, in Romans chapter 7, verse 24 and 25, I, I like Romans chapter 8, the very first verse. Now, these verses were never to be, these chapters were just one whole big one book. It was, it was man who put it into chapters. So let's look at it this way in verse, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And now he goes on to say in verse eight, chapter 8 of verse 1, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Why? Why isn't there any condemnation in those in Christ Jesus? Verse 2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. You are free, saints. If you say, well, I don't feel free. Well, you look at yourself with God's eyes. You are free. Look past your faults. Look past your mistakes. Look past your wrongdoings. Look past your attitudes and say, because the law, the law of Christ, the law of life, it is Christ Jesus has made me free. It made you free from the law of sin and death. It has no control over you anymore. When you were in the world, it did have control over you, but not anymore. Saints, you are wonderfully made, and Jesus looks beyond your faults, your guilt, your shame, your sin, your hurt, and sees your need. He sees the need that you have, saints. 
And so when God looked past your faults, all those things that were not of God that you want him to get rid of, that he's getting rid of right now, he says, now let me come with a need. And you know what that need, that word need means? It means a necessity. Jesus is the one that has everything we need. It means something better. See, when Jesus comes in and when he does something for you, it's always better. I mean, my wife and I have been blessed by God, amen? But every time we're believing God for something and we're praying, there's always a thought of how God would do it, right? Oh, maybe he'll do it through this person or maybe he'll do it through this situation. He always does it better, though, and he does it more different than we could ever imagine because that's the kind of God we serve. He always does it better than what we could ever imagine. And in Matthew chapter 6, verse 8, this is our Father prayer, but there's some words in here that caught my attention by the Spirit of God, and it says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 8, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask. So God already knows the need. And he already sent the need. Luke 9.11 says, But when the multitudes knew it, they followed him, and he received them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who had need of healing. Hallelujah. I know I need some healing. Jesus is the only one. And he receives me. And he talks to me. And so I have in little quotations there that the kingdom of God and he healed those who had need of healing. Jesus is our need. When we look to Jesus, amen, not to our own strength, not to certain books that will help us be better people, not to another individual that went through it and he can tell you how to get through it. But when we look to Jesus to heal ourselves, to make us new, he's the only one that can do it. He's the only one because he went through it. The Bible said he went through it already. We're going to read about that in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14, 15, and 16. Seeing that we have a great high priest, hallelujah, who has what? Who has passed through the heavens. Jesus already made it. Saints, he already fulfilled it for us. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. See, Jesus knows about it. He goes, I know about that guilt. He knows about that lust. I know about that covetedness. I know about that anger you have in you. He goes, he goes, he, who, can, who can sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Hallelujah. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen? And so God says, look, I'm ready to move on your life. I want you to receive my grace. I want you to receive my mercy. You know, um, God gave me, uh, I was searching some scriptures the other day on mercy. And it was for our Friday night prayer panel that we had uh, uh, when we had this 21-day fast. And so I've, I was finding scriptures on mercies. And as I was finding them, and I'm, giving it, I'm releasing this to you because this is, this is already happening to you right now. And those of you online and those of you that are here, uh, as God was giving me these scriptures, he told me what mercy, what, what mercy was. He says, my mercy restores, my mercy rebuilds, and my mercy pushes back the evil. And so God is saying, look, We've just read in scripture that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. God says, look, that, that, that mercy in your life is from me, God is saying. I, he may not see our faults, but he knows 
that there's things out there. But he goes, look, my mercy is pushing it back. My mercy is going to restore you. And I know that you feel down and out. I know you feel you're not worthy, but my mercy is going to start building you up, God is saying. And you need to know that. We need to know the word of God and what he says in his words. So when the enemy comes with this doubt and unbelief and fear and worry and, and, and how the world's not going to make it, God says, look, what's I, the what I've begun, I'm going to finish, God is saying. And if you're with me, you're going to see it too, God is saying. What did it say in Psalms 91? Thousands shall fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. And then God says, you'll see it with your eyes, but it won't touch you, God is saying. And so God is saying to us, my mercy is upon you. My grace is upon you. And so God goes on, go, goes on in the scripture. That word need, what it means also, it means opportune. There's an opportunity here God is taking on our lives. He's going to give us an opportunity. It means well-timed. I know my God is always on time. I know when he says he's going to do something and it may look like the time is going by and he hasn't done anything. Every time he does it, it's always well-timed. And it also means pleasure, pleasure to do good. When we call upon God, it's always his pleasure to do good for us. It's always his pleasure to do good do good for us. So Jesus looked beyond our faults and he saw our needs. So I'm going to give you, the Spirit of God gave me an illustration here because sometimes we think that our faults will stop God from getting to us. And there won't, saints. So whatever you have in your life that you think God is seeing and he's not, he's not moving on your life, that's a lie from the enemy. God does not see our faults. He sees beyond them. He knows something there because he's a good God, see? See, that's why God says he sees the heart. So, so when your heart is bothering you, God, God knows it's bothering you. He doesn't see what it is. He just knows something bothering you. And he knows he has to get there and do something. Those are the faults. Those are the, those are the, the, the things we have in our lives that, that we think are going to stop God from getting to us. But God says, no, it's not going to happen. I'm going to get to you because when I come, those faults, they have to separate. They have to move out of the way, just like the Red Sea. They have to open up and get out of the way because the presence of God comes in. Amen. And so I want, I want to give you this illustration. And I'm going to need Pastor Mary, my wife, to come up here. Praise the Lord, honey. I didn't tell her this because if I did, she would say, no, I don't want to go up there. I don't want to. But praise the Lord. So, brother, uh, sister, if you can get the camera, we're going to get a little wider, uh, maybe of the sanctuary. I need you to stand right over here. Okay, I'm going to get this mic. So, my wife represents all of us. And here I am, Jesus, right? And, and here's our faults, my faults. Well, here's my faults, right? What I think, Lord, you know, how can you ever get to me, Lord? And, you know, every time you do something great, you know, it seems like I make a mistake or I don't, I don't, I don't do what I'm supposed to do for you, right? And so, so here I am representing the Spirit of God, the love of God, Jesus. And, and Mary represents all of us who have had faults and who said, Lord, you can't do. And so all our faults are right there. And this is, this is what God says when he looks beyond our faults and he meets our need. He knows what we need. And when he shows up, darkness goes. I've come to experience in my life when, when there's a need and, and I'm believing God for something and, and, and I know he has to do something about it. When he does it, I'm not even thinking anymore of the need. 
I'm not thinking anymore of what I have to take care of because his presence in my life is all that I need. So here's, here's, here's all the faults. And God, doesn't even, they're moving out of the way. Here comes God. He's coming to us. Nothing's going to stop. And, and you know what he does to make sure that our needs are met? This is what he does. And that's all he has to do. That's all he has to do. Say, thank you, honey. See, I, I got it. I, I, she's the best. So God is saying everything is removed when love comes. And that's Jesus. Perfect love cast away all fear. And saints, how would you like? I mean, they'll... The enemy might make it seem like they're always there. But how would you like no more mountains and only faith in your life? How would you like that? Would you like that? I mean, Jesus, that's how Jesus was. So we can be like that. Be ye holy for I am holy. We can reflect Jesus. He will honor the words coming out of my mouth. That's what he says. He goes, what you speak, whatever you ask the Father in my name, it shall happen. And so... You may say, brother, how can we never have no more mountains in our lives? Well, if there was a mountain there, you know the answer to it. Jesus. So there really is no mountain there. You'll see it, but it won't be a mountain. You'll be able to go right through it. You'll be able to speak to it, and it'll be cast into the sea. But we need the faith of God, right? We need the faith of God to know that he's going to do it. See, we don't do it. God does it. But he says, if you have my faith in you, then you can do it. Amen? So everything is removed when love comes. Perfect love casts it away. No more mountains. Do you want faith, God's faith? Faith to believe, faith to receive all that God has for you? I know I do. And those of you online, if you want faith to receive, and if you want faith to believe all that God has for you, just give thumbs up. That's your point of contact. That's your yes, I want, to do, I want God to do that in my life. Because not only is he going to do it, he already did it. You're going to see the manifestation of it. Jesus is for us. Jesus is with us. And Jesus fights for us, saints. I want to share just a little because this is going to fall right into what God is talking about, the faith that he wants, that he's already given you that's going to start operating in your life. Friday night, those, who was here Friday night? Amen. Who was online Friday night? Well, we weren't, we weren't online. We weren't online. Oh, my goodness. Well, you're going to get part of that today. It was so awesome what God did. He truly, he truly, there was truly breakthroughs. There was truly victories, and there was truly restoration. And I'm talking about Friday night because that was the end of our 21-day fast. When God said, and I was sharing with Apostle Michael, I said, I truly believe the 21 days prepared us to receive from God. Because how many of you know we can't come to God, we can't come to a holy God like that, just come to him. We got to prepare ourselves. And in all through the word of God, you see how people prepared themselves to come before the presence of God. Amen. And so I truly believe this 21 day fast was a time to prepare us to come into God's presence for God to do what he needed to do. And there was deliverance. There was restoration. There was uh, uh, breakthroughs. And there was a new level that God took us to, saints. And so as I'm speaking this to you right now, those of you that weren't a part of this 21 day fast or those of you that weren't here on that Friday, you can still get it. You know why? Because you are part of this body of Christ. And God says none is going to be left out. Amen? 
You may say, well, brother, I only did it for one day. It don't matter. Or say, brother, I just heard it right now. Well, if you receive it, you'll get it. And I know, and I know that because scripture backs that up. Remember the, remember the master who went out in the morning to find some laborers and he told them to go into, the, go into the field and then he went in the afternoon and told others and then he said he went the last hour of the day and told others to go and he gave all of them the same blessing at the end of the day. And so God is saying, if you're just hearing this now of what I did on this 21-day fast, if you will receive it, you'll get everything that came with it because that's the kind of God we serve. And in that same scripture, he goes, he goes can I do what I want with what is mine? We belong to God, saints. And God wants all of us blessed. Did you know that? That God wants all of us blessed? Even the people that don't serve him, he wants blessed? Come on. He doesn't want anybody sick. He doesn't want anybody begging. He doesn't want anybody without, that don't have hope. He wants everybody to have But Jesus is that need. And that's why we have to be that light. That we, we have to be an extension, a reflection of Jesus to the world. So when they see us, they see Jesus. And they go, I want what that person wants. How do I get that? And then we tell them, like Peter, repent and accept Jesus. Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior. Very simple prayer. And when they do that, they'll see you immediately the miracle will come. Amen. And so God wants us to know that in that time of Friday night, we just had an awesome time. But God did so much. We passed out oil and we passed out a couple other things we're going to share about right now. But God wants you to know, say that it's faith in God's word that gives us the victory. Amen. It's faith in God's word that gives us the victory. John chapter 20. Verse 26 and 27, Jesus said in verse 26, peace to you. And in verse 27, he says, then he said to Thomas, reach, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hands here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Amen. And so the point of contact is very important. A point of contact is very important, saints. It will give you the faith to believe. The point of contact will give you the faith to believe. God knows that. And Jesus knew that. And, and you, you heard the story of Thomas. If you read it on, he goes, unless I see the scars and everything, I'm not going to believe it. And so Jesus goes, I want you to touch so that you can believe. He goes, don't be no more unbelieving, but believe. And so today God wants us to know that you only need and so, so he talks about this. He says, the point of contact is very important to believe. It will give you the faith to believe. And listen to this, saints. You only need a mustard seed of faith. Now, how many of you know how a mustard seed is so tiny? It's so tiny. You can't even see it. You can't even. That's how tiny it is. And I know God made it like that. And so I want to read to you a couple of scriptures on that. It's in Luke chapter 17, verse 6. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots. Oh, my goodness. That only sounds like spiritual warfare. Be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it will obey you. So God is saying, you can say to this mulberry tree, you can say to this guilt, you can say to this shame, you can say to this pride, you can say to this unforgiveness, and whatever it is that this enemy is trying to put into your life, you can say to it, be planted in the sea, and it will obey you, God is saying. And so we go on to say that the seed has set you free. Not the seeds, the seed 
Jesus has set you free. Luke chapter 21 verse 33 says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but not my, but, but my word will by no means pass away. And so God is saying to us right now, look, I'm going to give you my faith. I already gave it to you. And all you need is the size of a mustard seed. And so when God said that, he said, and whenever you say anything, and if you believe what you say, see, we're going to give out these mustard seeds. To, we're going to give out these mustard seeds today. We have them. We gave them out Friday night. So we're going to give them to you as you come up and get prayed for. We're going to give you that mustard seed. And God says, let this mustard seed be your point of contact. Not that there's nothing in the mustard seed. It's what it represents. It represents faith in God. And God says, look, this is so tiny. That's all the faith you need to have. And if you will believe that I will do what you ask me to do in prayer, God says, I will do it. I know by the Spirit of God right now that this point of contact, when you get it and you're reminded of what the Spirit of God is saying, he'll do what he says he's going to do. I shared, a, I shared a, a little bit of a testimony or encouragement to the brother. And when I first received a, a mustard seed about 25 years ago, maybe 30 years ago, by God's prophet and prophetess Rita Felix when she gave it to me and this was back in the day you know how the wall when you had your wallet and you had even pictures in there right you could put pictures in there that's how long ago it was you could put pictures in there and everything and I remember I got it and I taped it I taped it to the inside of my wallet and every time I opened up my wallet I seen it there and it reminded me of what God's servant said she says God says that if you would believe him he'll do it for you and saints, I got to tell you right now, by the Spirit of God, I've seen it now. I've seen how God carried us over these years, how he protected us and met our needs. And we're living that life of blessed right now because of the mustard seed and what it represents. It represents the power of God because God says, if you say to this mulberry tree, be removed, it will obey you. And so when I used to see that mustard seed faith, I used to think God's going to take care of us. He's going to provide our need. And God heard me. And he says, okay, I'm going to do that. And so when you get your mustard seed and you have a need, just get the mustard seed. Lord, I'm not trusting in the mustard seed. I'm trusting in you. Because the Bible talks about the mustard seed. It says that when, when the mustard seed, it's the smallest of all seeds, saints. But when it's planted, it grows to the biggest tree of all of them. And so that's God's faith, right? God's faith gets bigger than everything else. Bigger than your worries, bigger than your fears. And so God says, just trust me that when, I, when, when, you have a, when you have a need, hold that, see it, and say, Lord, you said in your word, because you can even read Luke 17, 16, and you can even read Luke 21, 33, and God will honor those words coming out of your mouth. And so today we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna make a short declaration here to activate the point of contact of that mustard seed you received today when you come up to get prayed for. Two things are going to happen. Um, we're talking about this mustard seed, but God is also saying that the, what he did uh, Friday night, the activation of deliverance, restoration, a new level with him, when you come up the, as the ministers, as we pray for you and lay hands upon you, God's going to activate that in your life. You're going to come to a new level with God. 
No more the level you were before. You're going to come into a place of restoration. You're going to come into a place with more clarity. God spoke and God spoke through his people on Friday. said that there was a cloud being removed and that there was going to be more clarity. Your perception of things are going to be more clearer, God is saying. And how much more when God talked about his mercy, that he's rebuilding you, saints, that he's pushing back the evil. And so you need to be known right. You need to know right now that God has your back. He watches over you. He saw past your faults and saw your need. And look at that need was the love. Nothing will separate. Romans 8, 8, 8, 30 times. Nothing will separate us from that. Nothing will separate us from his love. We're already locked in, saints. We're already children of the Most High God. God says, I don't want you to see your faults anymore. I want you to see the love that I gave you. I want you to see, I want you to see you're blameless. I want, you to see, I want you to see you're guiltless. And I want you to see that you belong to me and you're a child of the Most High God. And when you're walking down that street and people see you, just let them see Jesus in you. You want them to know how to see Jesus? You don't have to say nothing. They'll see the light. They'll look at you and say, something different about that person. And if, they, and if they want to come to and, and, and talk to you, then you can show them. If not, they just show part of Jesus. And how do you know that might have been a seed planted? And then God says others to water it. And then God brings the increase. So we're a light wherever we go, saints. So today God wants you to be encouraged that when you get this mustard seed, saints, when you get it, it's going to increase the faith of God in your life. Again, it's not the mustard seed. It's what it represents. And my brothers and sisters online, I pray that you can show up here because we'll give you one of those. If not, by faith. There you go. By faith, believe God that what he activates today is for you also, saints. It is for you also. God is not limited by these walls. If you will believe, God will move on your life. He, he already, he's already increasing that faith in you. Because I truly say, this is what we need for this end time. We need to have faith in God. We truly need to have faith in God. We've had too many, in this past year and a half, almost two years, we've had faith in man and what man says we need to do. But God says, I need you to have faith in me. Because God will keep us and watch over us. Amen? Do you believe that, my saints? God, saints, you believe that God is a good God? He's an awesome God? Amen. Amen. So we're going to say this, saints. We're going to say this before we even get the mustard seed as we come up. We're going to declare this out. And those of you online, declare this with me. Say this with me, saints. And saints, let's say it like we mean it. Amen. Lord, let your mustard seed be our point of contact. To believe you, to believe you for, what you for what you have done for me. Today I receive, Today I receive what your word says I have. In Jesus' name. There you go, saints. So when you get that mustard seed, just hold on to it. My brothers and sisters online, you don't need the mustard seed. You got it already. Just receive everything that God's word has for you. I want to encourage those of you that, that uh, uh, if you choose to believe God, you will see what you will see your need manifested. I was, uh, I was talking to this man of God the other day and he was saying that uh, he had prayed for this sister and immediately God restored her, right? And then he was, he was praying for another sister, and they, he's prayed for them over the years, right? And every time he's prayed for them, God moved in their lives. 
And they would acknowledge that when that individual prayed, God would do it. I truly believe that God is going to do whatever you ask him to do when you pray. And he says, just believe. I wrote it here. He goes, if you choose to believe God, you will see what you need manifested. But you got to believe God, saints. You can't go on time. You can't go on how you feel. You can't go even if it seems like it's getting worse. You have to believe that what you prayed, God is going to do because his faith is in you. And then it went on to say, I want I added on here, you will see what you need manifested. If it's healing, if it's peace, if it's provision, if it's salvation, if it's a new life, if it, God says yes and amen to you, saints. And so let's, let's settle it now, right now. And, and I'll raise my hand for all, for all of us. Sometimes we pray and we believe, well, maybe it wasn't God's will because time has passed. Or I haven't seen it. So maybe I shouldn't have prayed that. Maybe that wasn't what God wanted for me. Amen. But let's get it settled right now because I know that everyone here and those of you online, we have a desire to serve God. And today God's faith has been put in us. And God's going to start stirring that faith up. And you're going to start believing God for things that you never believed in before. And when he does, start praying it. Because when you pray it, God's going to take hold of it and he's going to manifest it because he's the one that makes his word come to pass. Amen. So we're going to believe God for that, saints. As you come up, if God asks you for a prayer request, we're going to pray with you. But if not, if God has a word of knowledge, he's going to give it to you. If God just anoints you, you have been as a point of contact. You have received what you need from him. Now start speaking, saints, because every one of you here and every one of you online, we need to start speaking life. We need to start speaking the manifestation of God's blessings on this earth because the world cannot see the spiritual things. They can only see the natural things. And if the natural thing draws them to the kingdom of God, then we're gonna then we're gonna set we're gonna receive that. But we need to start praying that the manifestation of the God, blessings of God come. Amen.